You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Welcome to today's episode of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. Jason Piazza, Vice President of Barbazza Real Estate, is here in the studio, and I'm excited to have him. Uh, before we get there, I'd like to let you know that our audience demographic is 98% business owners and executives of middle market firms who listen to learn from the experiences of our guests. If your firm is interested in reaching these top decision makers, then advertising on the radio show is the answer. Each month, our sponsors gain valuable exposure through their support of the program. Our exclusive Prospect Engagement Program delivers up to 23 warm prospects to each of our advertisers each year. To learn more, contact Rose Chamora, 951-515-4661. Jason, welcome to the program. Well, thank you for having me, Rick. It's a pleasure to be here. Tell me a little bit about your professional background. My professional background, going all the way back to birth, or nah, just the professional piece, like you know, past couple sure, of years. Sure, of course. I've got about fifteen years' experience in really? uh, in real estate, including eight in commercial real estate. Okay. Uh, prior to all of that, I was a starving actor in Los Angeles. Started my career in real estate and mortgage in two thousand two, like a lot of people did. Sweet. <laughs> Those were the days. Yeah, they were. But uh, you know, in two thousand five, I had my own office, okay. my own mortgage office. Uh, turned out to be not a great decision. Uh, by 2007, I was shutting it down, and, and a lot of business owners were coming to me to sublease that space. And they all said the same thing, you know, uh, I've got no time, but I need somebody to help me find a space. And, you know, I had nothing to do. Right. I was shutting down an office, so I saw that as an opportunity to get into okay. a field that I had always been interested in. Right, you found a niche. That's right. right. Yeah. And so I started working with these small companies that otherwise couldn't get representation in the commercial real estate market. And, you know, after a couple of months, I was making 500 here, 1,000 there. And I thought, yeah. oh, this is great. I'm going to create a business model that's predicated on serving these small clients. Okay. And knowing that as the economy got better eventually, because it was 2007, 2008, 2000. It wasn't going to stay that way forever. Yeah, right. right. You know, my business would grow with theirs, and that's what's happened. Okay. I have had a successful tenure in commercial real estate by growing with my client base. So there, always look for these teachable moments, learning moments on Critical Mass Radio Show. And Jason Piazza is our guest, and he already gave us two. Let me see if I can be clear about it. One is sometimes an adversary, adversary is adversary is opportunity and you saw that right you're closing Absolutely. that one business but you're open to a new business opportunity yep. and two sometimes you have to get into the market any way you can to get a mm -hmm. foothold get some revenue coming in yeah. and figure out okay now that i'm how's, what's my staying power right absolutely so let's talk about barbatsa real estate today what what is the firm about you're the vice president Where's your position? Well, we started our business, as I said, working with small companies. So I didn't have the luxury of choosing one specific asset class in commercial real estate. A lot of people in commercial real estate will specialize in industrial or retail or office or medical. Um, but I was already working with such a specific uh, business owner that I was taking on all of those. And okay. over the last eight years, um, I've, been, I've become proficient and an expert in all of those asset classes. Oh, wow. So I'm what we refer to as a generalist. There you go. And we're working with tenants for retail and office and industrial uh, and even medical. Uh, we're working with landlords in those 
uh, arenas. We're working with buyers and sellers. So <laughs> we're really an, an equal opportunity kind of a, a boutique right. Orange County firm. So uh, listening to this radio show today and later on iTunes and Stitcher and Spreaker and podcasting, the middle market companies, $100 million in revenue, 2 to $100 million. So if someone's out there as a middle market CEO and they're saying, hey, I like what he's about and what kind of clients are you attracting now to Barbatsa Real Estate? Well, my focus uh, in the last, I'd say, six to eight months has been trying to gather more landlord representation. Okay. Um, but in terms of tenant representation and buyer representation, uh, if those middle market companies are looking for a space to lease or buy in the Orange County market, uh, then I can surely be a very effective uh, agent for them, and I'm I'm really happy to to take on those opportunities. Okay, so, I love opportunity. So if they have two to hundred million dollars, you're comfortable with that range of size of company. Absolutely. You can help them Correct. out. You know the market, and you can find them Cor- what's right for them. Correct. In okay. fact, if it's a development uh, aspect, I'm working with a company now, M. Howell Enterprise. Uh, that is looking to develop some properties in Riverside and Orange County. And we can even plug in money through a very successful EB-5 regional center called uh, CMB, one of the most reputable EB-5 regional centers. What is an EB-5? EB-5, employment-based, and then 5. It's a a federal program to uh, gain visas through investment into real estate development, Uh job creating Uh uh, real estate development. So Hotels, um, you know, hospitality. Um, Places that, that would employ people. Correct. In, in yes. some number of quantity, right? Right. And okay. so there's a minimum investment uh, that you have to create 10 jobs for and et cetera, et cetera. But, and you get a visa for that? You get what's called an I-526. Okay. All right. Now, I had someone else on the show a couple of weeks ago talking about uh, the opportunity of, for foreign investors who have a million something to invest in a business. That's being able EB-5. To, it's the same program. But it might be another. There are various programs. Similar, that, though. Yeah. Similar concept, right? Correct. Bring money in, create jobs. That's right. We'll let you in the country. That's right. Okay. That seems fair enough. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, but uh, you know, if the middle market companies are looking to buy a specific type of property for their business or to broaden their investment um, we can absolutely do that. Perfect. Okay. Well, that's why I'm having you on the show to learn more about it. All right. On the topic of looking for space, <clears throat> can you talk to us about maybe three factors that a middle market CEO should consider when they're looking for space for their business? One of the, the things that I think is really important is that uh, all tenants and all buyers really need to know their market. Uh, one thing that I've learned in my business is that businesses will get out there and not take the time to learn the market first. They're so focused on uh, we've got to find another space, uh, they don't take the time to learn the market. And it's part of my job to educate my clients uh, as to what the market will give them so that they know when I'm presenting them with a good deal that it is a good deal and something that they should pull the trigger so, on. So what do you mean by learn the market? Uh, well, for instance, if you're looking for a place to buy, um, just to use round numbers, if things are selling around 200 bucks a square foot for the specific uh, asset class that you're looking for, say it's a 20,000 square foot office building, um, and they're selling at 200 bucks a square foot, and we're looking at listings that are all well over that, that means that we really got to come in and negotiate hard. Right. And I want my clients to know that 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 just because it's listed at 250 or 300 bucks a square foot. It doesn't mean that that's what we're going to buy it at. We're going to educate the client, let them know uh, what kind of concessions are out there for leases and um, those types of things. They need to to know what the market is going to give them, especially right now because the Orange County commercial real estate market is going bonkers. 
uh, occupancy is going up, vacancies going down, and, and builders are building. You're driving around. You're seeing stuff going right. up right now. <clears throat> Finally, after a time Absolutely. of nothing, and <clears throat> excuse me, there were a lot of empty buildings that. You know, you could see through the buildings because they were just empty <laughs> floors, right? That's absolutely correct. Right. That's absolutely correct. And, and builders, they pay attention to net absorption, which is Ooh. a kind of a fancy term that commercial real estate and builders use okay. to measure the amount of space that's vacant that's coming off of the market. Okay. So it's being absorbed by being leased, okay. essentially. Right. Um, and so when those net absorption numbers are really positive over a consistent period, builders go, Time to bring more supply onto yes, the market. Yes, yes, yes. Supply and demand, Correct. isn't it? Yeah, we had an oversupply. Yeah. All right. of a sudden, we created an that's oversupply, right. Right. Now, but it's not being taken back up. That's absolutely correct. All right. Well, that's that's what's amazing about the Southern California and Orange County marketplace in particular. A lot of middle market companies, right? Yes. Right. And when they grow, many times they don't have enough space in their current facility. That That's one of the things that I see, too, that sometimes... Um, it's it's been a little bit affected by the recession and kind of what they had to do with their employee population. But generally speaking, few people have rent more space than they need. You know what I mean? Yep. And, and I think that's maybe a mistake sometimes. It depends on the business. Okay. It can be a real mistake. And, in fact, that's one of the other things that I wanted to, to point to was knowing how much size, how much space you actually need. So right. a lot of growing companies, a lot of those middle market companies, they might be uh, growing. And if they're growing, they're going to think, oh, we need more space. Well, they really need to sit down and analyze the concept of how much space do they need? How fast are they growing? Do they need a, a, a space for a year before they get into something where they're going to grow again? They're going to grow out of it. Do they want to move again? So, you know, if they're in 5,000 square feet now, and they are realizing that they need 7,500 immediately, but they may need 15 in a year, it may be wise for that company to actually buy a 15,000 square foot uh, place mm -hmm. or building right. uh, and grow into it. Uh, so almost become a landlord themselves then. They Maybe could. Trying to lease out that extra space or do something with they it. Absolutely. There's all kinds of solutions. They can lease it for storage. Okay. They can lease it yeah, to... Yeah, that way you can get them out of there. That's right, right. Exactly. Right. Because if people, you're growing... Yeah. Get your boxes out of here. I've, I've hired a new person, right? That's right. Yeah. That's right. We just got that new uh, client from uh, China, and we've got to store some stuff in here so right. you guys are out. Well, it's, um, it's interesting because when I first started in this field of consulting with middle market CEOs, there was great pride of ownership of I own my building and I'm the company's leasing it from me kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. And then it got kind of, you own your building? Oh, that's too bad. Depending on when they bought that sure. building, right? Because they yeah. felt really bad. Oh, that was a bad decision, mm -hmm. right? And now, and now they're that's a good decision again. So how do you, do you have any of your clients where you kind of have to talk them off the ledge a little bit? You know, where they, they, they make a decision and then the market factors change and they go, well, at the time I thought this was good, but now it looks like I didn't make a good decision. You know, I'm you know? working, uh, I'm representing a landlord right now that owns a retail building in, uh, in Lake Forest. And I I didn't know her when she purchased the building in 2006. Mm. And that right there can probably tell you a little bit about right. the building. You know, she bought it. She did a 1031 uh, exchange. She sold a bunch of multifamily. Uh, I, I think that's what she did. I believe it was multifamily. But she sold some of her properties and invested into this retail building in, in Lake Forest. And it was a great investment at the time. Well, 2008 came around, and rents went from 3 bucks a square foot at her center to under two bucks real fast and she lost some tenants and so i came on about a year and a half ago and i've been fairly successful in getting some new tenants in there 
Uh, we're getting a new liquor store in there right now, and we negotiated some really strong rents. Um, but she wants to get rid of that. Uh, she wants to get rid of that building, but she can't do it <laughs> until the you know everything is right. And she's right. got a prepay on her loan. She got right. a prepayment penalty on her loan. Um, so right now we're just making sure that we can get the rents as strong as possible. Thankfully, retail's healing right now. But yes, you know. There are times where people or business owners, uh, property investors will buy something. They'll think it's great, and then things will change, and they're upside down. Do they sell it? Are they going to be able to recoup? Can you sell it, right? Yeah, yeah right. right. Exactly. At a price. You can always sell it, I'm sure, but sure. at what price? Absolutely. And does that make sense? We're talking with Jason Piazza. He is vice president of Barbazza Real Estate, and he's an impending father of a new child. So Yay. we're, we're kind of, Yeah, it's very exciting. We're just... We're asking his wife to just hold off for another 20 <laughs> minutes, if you can, honey. Just keep it together. 20 more minutes. I'll Leave. be there soon. <laughs> just he'll meet you at the... Uh, yeah. We're having a home birth, actually. No kidding. Yeah. It's well, going to be great. That is great. Did, was your first child that delivered? Uh, was supposed to have been, but there was a slight complication. Okay. So we had a wonderful experience at uh, Hogue. Okay. Well, that's very exciting. I don't really can't think of anybody else that I know that's recently had a home it's birth. Really, it's really popular. You'd be surprised at the amount of parents that are having home births right now. Gosh, I tell you, I feel like, you know, I'm out of that zone, so I don't know much about what's going on there. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to take our third and final commercial break here on Critical Mass Radio Show. We're going to come back and have more of this conversation with Jason after these words. There's something positive about the word up. When things are looking good, they're looking up. When someone's down, you cheer them up. So how do you move up? Well, when it comes to getting your bachelor's or master's degree, there's one university that stacks up. Brandman University. Brandman is ranked by U.S. News and World Report as one of the nation's top ten universities for online bachelor's programs. Brandman's online graduate programs in business and education also receive top honors. So look us up at brandman.edu. Brandman University. Move up. Smart Business Network is a business-to-business multimedia company providing insight, advice, and strategy for C-level executives of fast growth, middle market, and large companies. As one of the nation's largest publishers of local management journals, under the Smart Business name, Smart Business Network publishes 19 regional print editions, presents dozens of large and small-scale business conferences and award programs, and produces a vibrant interactive digital media presence. For more information, visit us at www.sbnonline.com. UPS Protection has been protecting systems in the U.S. against brownouts, blackouts, and poor quality power for over 25 years. We provide power protection systems, including UPS, lighting inverters, generators, and service for clients from coast to coast. We specialize in solving all your power needs. As a direct reseller of the best brands in the industry, including Liebert, Powerware, and APC, we can solve all your power protection needs. Protecting your power is our main goal. We offer on-site or depot repair of our critical equipment. To better serve your budget constraints, UPS Protection also offers both reconditioned and new products. Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. Jason Piazza, Vice President of Barbazza Real Estate, is here today, and we're talking all things commercial real estate. I'd like to thank and acknowledge our listeners who download our radio show as a podcast. You've downloaded 
almost 16,000 shows during the last 30 days. We here at the program appreciate your continued and growing support. All of our shows can be heard live on radio station octalkradio.net or rebroadcast anytime from iTunes, Stitcher.com, Spreaker.com, spelled S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R, and other various other business podcasting services. All right, let's continue to talk about the real estate market. I have a question here that I need to ask right. you. Why should a business hire a CRE professional? And tell me, tell our audience, what does the designation CRE mean? Oh, it's just commercial real estate. Really? Right. Well, it's not a designation. I, I, you just abbreviated it? I, yeah. I okay. probably should have typed that That's out. That's my fault. I should have known that. So why should they? Why, why can't I just go out and find my own building? I I, I buy well, my can. own car. You, you can. You know, you're you're welcome to do that. You okay. live in America. I'm leaving can, right but... now. <laughs> this isn't Russia, is it? Is this Russia? It's not no, Russia. No. Okay, we can find our own buildings. No, I don't think it is. No, not yet. You <laughs> Businesses should hire a commercial real estate professional for, for five real strong reasons. Five? Um, five. In fact, I wrote a blog about it. <laughs> um, save did. time, obviously, right? I mean, a business owner, if, if it is... Uh, really a business owner that's uh, looking to buy or lease property, they've got enough to do in their day-to-day. Yeah. They don't need another yeah. hat to wear, which is a commercial real estate professional. Right. And it takes time. I yeah. spend 40, 50, 100 hours sometimes um, in just a few short weeks uh, working for my clients. And, you know, that's a that's a commercial real estate professional doing it. If you're okay. doing it on your own, that's yeah, going to take you. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, the other is uh, money. Obviously, uh, I am a commercial real estate professional. I know the market. Okay. I know how to negotiate these deals. Okay. And the business owners, they're smart. Uh, they are good negotiators themselves, but it's not a negotiation that they're familiar with. Yeah, how often do you do it? Correct. Right? Yeah. You know, And so hire a commercial real estate professional to be able to negotiate the best deal. And there's lots of great professionals in this market, including myself. So uh, the other being uh, listing access. Um, as a commercial real estate professional, I am I'm paying like ten thousand dollars a year just to get access to the data. You can go on to some sites that are available to people that aren't paying extra money, and you're going to get about forty, maybe sixty percent of what's actually available oh. on the market. So if you really want to know what's out there, it's important to hire a commercial real estate agent so that that agent can utilize the listing access that they have. Uh, the other is market experience, uh, expertise, knowledge, right, whatever what you'd like to earlier, call it. Right? Exactly. Knowing a good deal when you see it. Yeah, sure. And absolutely. And then contacts. Commercial real estate people are some of the most well-connected and well-networked people that you're going to meet for a variety of reasons. But, you know, we know people politically. Uh, we know a lot of business owners that do different things. Um, so we can refer you around. Okay. Um, but most importantly, we talk with each other. I communicate with my colleagues. I see them at social events. I can email them, hey, I've got this requirement. I'm having problems uh, fulfilling it. I've, I've got this middle market company. They need 10, 12,000 square feet of office and maybe 1,000 or 2 square feet of uh, warehouse in the back. But I'm having a real hard time finding it in this small geographic region. Do you have any leads on an upcoming vacancy that isn't right. listed Stuff somewhere? that's not on the market yet. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And, yeah. and it works. You know, right. We get deals done that way. Because we communicate. Well, I was a middle markets president uh, when we moved our manufacturing company from an office, a building in Irvine, to a more of a research and development uh, office in Irvine. Mm-hmm. And 
everything you just said, I lived through. I mean, <laughs> it was not like any other transaction in real estate because everything sure. else was personal for me, right? Mm-hmm. My house and other stuff. But uh, the complexity that's inherent Absolutely. in the, the negotiation, and I had to have some special TIs, and then I had to yeah. have the place retrofitted because it wasn't uh, Americans with Disability Act property right. so they had to do all right. that it's ADA just like it's a, ADA, it just didn't and it, it seemed like it never ended right yeah. G- going around and looking at the places and i fell in love with all of them they go, oh yeah i love this love this love this but you know that's my favorite part actually i don't know what it is i love <laughs> looking for space <laughs> i was raised by a single work and you know real estate professional so i spent a lot of time in empty houses and empty buildings <laughs> As a kid, and is that I, where she puts you to be safe? Yeah, yeah. You know, she's like, yeah, you come in to work with me. You go sit in the, you know, go play in the yard or yeah. something. And uh, I just got accustomed to it. And I love being in those empty spaces. I love looking for things. And commercial real estate offers so many opportunities for the creative mind. Right. And like I said, I was a starving actor for a long time. I am naturally very creative. And if I'm just concentrating on one thing all the time, I tend to get bored. And that, that's what I remember from that experience. And now, granted, that experience was in 2004 or five, mm-hmm. somewhere in that time frame. Um, and it is what you see inside the building isn't what it has to be if you're willing to figure out how to get that deal done, right? Because you can really do a lot of major changes to the inside of a building. You can. Yeah. If that's you're willing right. to figure out how do we fund this, right. this idea. Well, if you're looking at a vacant space... Um, you know, there's a million ways that you can go with that vacant space. Right. It's amazing. Right. The contractors that do the build-out, the tenant improvements, as they call them, TIs, um, they do amazing stuff. They and do. If you can get the funding for it, you can take a raw space and just make it into something really special. Right. And and you should. I mean, you should. But you should also future-proof it to the degree that you can. It's okay to have a little couple extra empty desks in an area that's not really being used. And it's. Mm-hmm. I think it's penny-wise and pound-foolish to just get enough space that you think you need. Well, a lot of office spaces are downsizing now. Because of technology, people are telecommuting a lot. And one of the things that's happening in really hip offices is they have these communal workspaces. So we're kind of shrinking our square footage per employee in speaking specifically to office. Uh So it used to be like near 200 square feet or some number like that. I don't remember the exact number. And it's coming down. It's coming down significantly under 150 Mm. and getting close to like 125 square feet per employee in, in, in a lot of cases because... Uh, people will call in, they'll they'll email their reports, and they'll come in once a week. Or even if they are a day-to-day employee, they are young, and they sit in this communal area with Wi-Fi access. and So they don't need 10,000 square feet. They need 5,000 square feet. Well, that's good. That, that, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I remember now is, you were, is that you have to pay attention to how many parking spaces you get. Oh, you, yeah. You may get enough square footage for all your people, but they go, oh, oh, yeah. we can only give you 30 parking spaces. What? You know, mm-hmm. I need 50. Well, that's a, that's a zoning issue. Uh, specifically, businesses want to take industrial properties, and they want to make it into an office. Well, industrial properties are built at, generally, two spaces per 1,000 square feet. Uh, offices are built at four, five spaces okay. per 1,000. That explains it. So, yeah, if you, if you go to a flex space, which is kind of like halfway between office and industrial, it's not going to be parked quite as well. Uh, and if you're taking a purely raw industrial space and trying to make it office, you're going to need to justify your parking to the city. You do know your stuff. A little bit. Okay. So if someone says, hey, that Jason sounds like a nice guy. I'm going to want to work with him after his latest baby is born. How do they find Barbatsa Real Estate online? 
Well, we can be found at. No. Um, we can be found on our website. Um, got a voice for radio. I'm telling you, I've got a face for radio. Isn't that how the line goes? Well, but you also have the voice for. Well, it. thank you very much. I appreciate it. Uh, BarbazzaRealEstate.com, and that's spelled B as in boy, A R B as in boy, A Z Z A, Real Estate, all spelled out. dot com. Uh, you can call me directly at nine four nine six eight two five eight six seven. Nine four nine six eight two five eight six seven. I'm on Facebook. The business is on Facebook, rather, and I specifically am on uh, LinkedIn. So yeah, I'm, I'm pretty easy to get to, and I absolutely appreciate opportunity. I am looking to grow this company. Yeah, and I've got to say the reason why Jason is here in the studio is out of the blue. A while ago, he reached out to me. I want to say on LinkedIn. On LinkedIn, yeah. It just to to make an introduction. Uh, I was so impressed with the initial kind of conversation that he and I had. We've kind of gotten to know each other better. If you're looking for someone who is hustling in a good way, is a worker, a yeah, persistent a guy, he's a, uh, the, I, I got that from you from the get-go. And I think that in this profession is required to really – because a lot of energy has to put into making these commercial real Absolutely. estate deals happen. Yep. There's, I really appreciate There's a lot that. of inertia there, I think, and yep. there's a lot of deal points that can go south on you. And sometimes if you're not in the middle of it, I can only imagine the stories you're going to tell me over a beer sometime. <laughs> Absolutely. We can go get a beer right now. No, I can't do that. I want you home just in case. Oh, that's oh, right. baby. Sorry, honey, I didn't say that. <laughs> well, Jason, it's been fun. You're great. Thanks for being a friend of the program and thank a you. part of the Critical Mass community. I really appreciate the time, and thank you for the opportunity. Oh, you're more than welcome. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to say thank you to our sponsors, Brandman University, Decision Toolbox, MBN Design, Smart Business Magazine, SNH Rubber, Succession Strategies, Tone Software, and UPS Protection. And thank you to the crew that helps to make this show so special. And if you would like to learn more about Critical Mass for Business or maybe refer a future guest or advertise, visit criticalmass4forbusiness.com. Until the next show, this is your host, Rick Franzi, saying I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show. Focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi. 